Everybody Googles everything, especially potential customers or employers, and a business or personal online reputation can make or break you. If negative search results or reviews are impacting you, Webamax is here to help. Our proven process restores your online reputation quickly and effectively, and it matters. Don't let negative results control your narrative. Visit GoWebamax.com and fill out a brief confidential form to see how we can help. Remember, if you aren't paying attention to your online reputation, someone else is. GoWebamax.com before history is written it's played before it's frozen in time it's fought one shift at a time before it's etched in silver it's carved in ice what happens next will last forever the Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. Anatomy of an ad. Subconsciously trigger emotions through music. Perfect. Define an opportunity. Imagine talking to millions of people across the U.S. like I am now. Identify a problem. Creating an audio ad is time-consuming. Offer a solution. Utilize cutting-edge AI. Imagine creating all that in under 30 seconds. Well, we did. To create this ad... To learn more about AI in the audio industry, download the white paper from audiostack.ai. Anatomy of an ad. Subconsciously trigger emotions through music. Perfect. Define an opportunity. Imagine talking to millions of people across the U.S. like I am now. Identify a problem. Creating an audio ad is time-consuming. Offer a solution. Utilize cutting-edge AI. Imagine creating all that in under 30 seconds. Well, we did. To create this ad... To learn more about AI in the audio industry, download the white paper from audiostack.ai. Pittsburgh Steeler fans, welcome to this week's episode of Steelers Touch Down Under. I'm Matt Peveril and I'm joined by my co-host as always, Mark Davison. Marky D, how you doing on this Easter Sunday for us? Yeah, I'm doing really great. Uh, g'day, Mandy. G'day, Steeler Nation. How's it going? Uh, I think we have the daylight savings end today, so we're like an hour hour behind or an hour in front i don't even know anymore if it's if it's 15 hours from america uh we woke up and it was you know meant to be eight and now now it's nine so whatever time someone please in the live chat tell me what time it is over there i think it might be 6 p.m or is it like 7 p.m on the on the east coast um so yeah how you doing matt yeah, I think you know, I think we've got we've gone back an hour, which means we should be closer to Pittsburgh. I'm pretty sure it's only 13 hours different. No, it's still 14 hours. So it is 7 right. p.m. Man, this is confusing. <laughs> but I think they go back in a couple of weeks, so then it's going to be the same time. Oh man, it's too hard to tell. Regardless, we're always in the future on Sunday morning. You guys are there Saturday evening. For those of you joining us live through YouTube or Facebook, if you're joining on the audio side, you're like, we don't really give a stuff what the time is <laughs> because. You know, you're listening to it in your own time. You might be listening to it in three days' time, you know, for all that matter. So whenever you're listening, welcome. Good to have you all with us. And, you know, I'm seeing a lot of different names in the live chat so far. So maybe we're getting a bit of a different audience. Um, you know, not that we don't love our regulars, but maybe there's a bit of a different audience when it's later. Um, so welcome to everyone there. I mean, you've got Jay Devil, Lumberzak 94s in there, George Teston, Matt B, Joshua Shields, Jay Devil as always. Um, Jim Burke on the Facebook side, welcome. I don't think we've seen you before necessarily, but welcome. Um, Todd as well, Thaddeus. So, yeah, I mean, it's just an interesting one. So, Stacey Lynn from Maryland. So, look, welcome to this week's episode. 
Mike and I can do something a bit different to, to this week. We're going to go back in time a little bit and see what's there from you know, sure. making... <laughs> And Mark's interrupting. <laughs> we got France in the house. Oh, did I say that correctly? Is that how you say it? Say it again. Even... Say it again. Bonjour. Is that how you say it? Yeah, that is how you say it. Yeah. Did, you, did, did you ever do French at school? Did you ever do French? At oh, school? I did. I did. Uh, I think I did two years of uh, of uh, French, and I I switched to Japanese. Uh, <laughs> I can still I can still count a bit of Japanese and, and words here and there, but uh, I can still write it. But I don't know too much about it at the moment. So every 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 show we do now, and I, you know, I do love before we start the show. We already have forty one people listening to Steelers, and that's like that's one of the best things I think we can. You know, account to 41 people show up and like, here we are. And then we've got France in their house. Like, yeah, this is unbelievable. But yeah, I'm ready to kick off the show. <laughs> awesome. So yeah, this week's episode, um, very much about shaping the Steelers with players past and present. So we're going to go into a little bit of what we can take from the past. And we're going to get all of you in the live chat involved in that as well. Um, across both parts of the show. You can have Q&A as always, slinging the slang as well. But yeah, just a big happy Easter to everyone out there, whether you celebrate the religious holiday or you don't. It's definitely a, you know, a time for reflection like Easter. Um, but very happy Easter to everyone that does celebrate it. And um, it's great to be joining the Steelers family you know, from Easter Sunday in the future. So um, we'll give you a bit of taste of, of what Easter looks like for us in the, in the slinging the slang um, starter part two. But Mark, it's been a big week. We've got to say, how frustrating was it? We got off the show last week and our phones are blowing up and you know what? Alawalu, back to the Steelers. And we hear that story come out. We almost could have broken the live news. If we had been not paying attention on the show and being through the BTC Slack channel, we would have been able to break the news. But look, fan reaction, how are you feeling, Alawalu, back on the Steelers roster? Uh, overall, pretty good. I think it was about like uh, five, five minutes after. Like dead set five minutes after the show, it was like Alawalu decided to to join back to Pittsburgh, and that's like that's that to me. What's that? You know that that saying, you don't know what you have until it's gone, kind of thing. Yeah. Like I really would would cement that down to. We lost Alawalu. Thought he was gone. Everyone's like, oh, what are we going to do at at you know defensive um, uh, tackle there, the big man up front? What are we going to do without him? And now that he's back, it's almost like that's a big piece. It's a huge piece for that that D line. Uh, and for us to do certain things, and yeah, it's going to fill that void. And I'm I'm glad he's there. I'm glad he didn't go to Jacksonville. Uh, I'm glad he's still rocking the number 94, and he's going to be there for the for the next two years. And it's something that yeah, we didn't know what, how good we had it until we lost it. Now we got it, got him back. Cam to it beside him, Wormley behind the in the depth of all the chart. And maybe we get someone in the draft. Some of these big fellas, I think, are going to do like. Help us, and, and, and with the 17 game as well, get some more depth behind him, and it's going to help our team. But it's funny you say that, and, and I heard it on one of the other BTC shows this week about not knowing what you've got till you missed it. Like, Alualu or Lulu, you know, had an, he's one of his best years last year as a Steeler, made massive impact. Like, uh, I think we talked about the way the Steelers are going to have to fill that role um, you know, whether it was probably more like through the free agency rather than the draft. I feel like we did know what we were missing. I think well, I think it was more that we didn't have to see it on the field. I think that we all, we all knew from that perspective. But, look, it's great to have him back. You know, I think it shows it's nice, um, you know, that to, to have him back. And then it's nice that he's been able to put his family first in that regard. You know, 
I wonder now he gets to probably retire a Steeler as well, which is pretty cool. Um, and it's also interesting because I think, you know, Aluwali's got a chance here to play out the full two seasons. I covered it on a war room um, about, I think it was four or five weeks ago now. But when Aluwali did that deal to Jacksonville, yeah, it would have been out three or four weeks ago. But when he did that deal for Jacksonville, when you look at it, there, a lot of his money was tied up in workout bonuses and roster bonuses in the second year. So it kind of looked a lot more like a one-year contract. Um, so, you know, I think when it comes to the Steelers, though, you know, he may well play out, you know, those full two seasons. So that's going to be really important. Um, but look... Other big news of the week, Mark, was the full approval of a 17-game schedule. Um, and I know we were talking about that, you know, just before we went on air. What was your reaction to a 17-game set schedule? Because there's obviously the players, this puts them through another, you know, another grueling game. For fans, it gives you that extra NFC game. We've got the Seahawks this year. You know, they're often in the mix. Yeah, how are you feeling? My only thing to it is like, you know how we do the, the rival week um, at week 17 and it's meant to be, they, they tried to make week 17 or now it's going to be week 18. They tried to make week 17 the mo- an important game because in years past, the last game of the season, nothing was really doing. You might have a team who was, um, uh, let's say, uh, 13 and 2 or whatever whatever that might be. And then why would they bother playing? So they made it a rival where if, if the if the rival uh, team won, they would catch up two spots. Now, my big thing is if you make that another extra extra week, will that make a difference? Because if that's going to be the last week, it's going to be another game that might uh, not matter. Do you understand what I'm going with this? Or, or does that not make any sense? <laughs> well, I think this is one of the confusing things about the 17th game because the 17th game is not necessarily going to be played in week what will be week? So it was obviously with sixteen games with seventeen weeks with a bye, and now we go to seventeen games with a week eighteen. That seventeenth game isn't isn't going to be that last game. It's highly likely going to be on that on not that being that last game. So I probably think you're going to see this one more middle of the season. Um, and apologies out there to all listeners if if I've missed some more news this week, but uh, yeah, I think that you might see this go earlier in the earlier in this sort of schedule. Um, and that's what's going to be an interesting piece about it because, you know, and the other thing too is that when you match up, you know, you know, obviously when we match up with a different AFC or, or NFC, um, you know, division each year, when you – I think what's interesting with these games is that the, the Browns aren't going to be playing the Seahawks. You know, the Ravens aren't going to be playing the Seahawks. So I, I sort of sort of sit there and go, well, hang on. We got the Seahawks this year, and obviously there's that tough run of schedule that we've got because we topped the division. But like, you know, who are the who are the Browns necessarily going to be facing? Who are the who are the Baltimore going to be facing, and when are they going to be facing them? So, you know, this is going to be the interesting question: is how much this extra NFC game, if you're going up against, like, you know, if one of those teams, um, and I'll try and pull it up um, in a moment, but you know, if one of those teams is going up against the Cardinals, that's going to be a really interesting sort of situation as well. Um, but Mark. You know, usually we get the likes and things on Facebook. We've got an angry reaction from someone on Facebook right now. Maybe they're not happy that we started late. Bungle fan. He's a Bungle fan. His name's oh, Bud, so. Um, oh, you, you can see their name. Yeah, I can pull up their name. Oh, there you go. We know who where you are, Bud. Maybe it's Bud from, <laughs> Bud from Tennessee. Nah, he wouldn't be angry. He, he wrote a great note uh, for did. the Steelers. Um, I actually only read about half of it because there was so much to it. But, yeah, Bud's a true Steeler. Um, but yeah, getting back to the, the 17 thing, the, the, the reason why I say it, if it's week 18, right, 
This is why I think it's kind of a bit funny adding another game and they want them to be all meaningful. But say it's week 18 and it's 11, uh, was 11 and 5 Steelers because you have the bye and you have 11 and 5 Ravens. Will that game be meaningless? And someone also brought into the chat, will the bye, do you have one bye now? Do you have two? And then in, in maybe another few years' time, do we go to an 18-game schedule? And all the, and this this changes a lot. It hasn't changed, I think it was like 30, 40 years since they've changed the, the scheduling. So, yeah, I was listening to the Pat McAfee show this week um, and the listeners out there know that we're working to bring on one of their guys onto the show in a few weeks' time. And and they were talking about this, that this, this 17th game opens a massive can of worms for the league because even though the CBA is being done for the next decade, a lot, a lot of the TV deal and some of the different in terms of who's got what games and what have you, isn't for that full 10 years, even though that there's that new media deal that's been done. There's different opt-outs that can come up. I personally think do two pre-season games, go to 18 games, have two buys in there as well. I think right now the 2027 um, Super Bowl, mark it in your diaries, guys, because you're going to have to you're gonna have to get ready the year beforehand, but it'll be on Valentine's Day. So that'll be an interesting one if you're fans of that one, whether you're going to get to go to the Super Bowl on Valentine's Day. Um, but I think more to your point, Mark, I think we are heading toward an 18-game season faster than what people think. That's more money for the league. It's more money with the salary cap. Um, it's more money for the owners. They're the ones going to get to vote it in. And, I, 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 you know, and I'm happy to credit the Pat McAfee show for it. You know, if you think that Jeff Bezos, whether he's going to try and get Washington off Snyder or whether he's going to go by the charges with all the stuff going on down there in LA and the Spanos family, Bezos, Amazon Prime, you're kidding? Of course, they're going to try and get that 18th game in there. You know, he'll be able to promise that to them, you know, and what have you. You know, a fun fact, Mark, did you know that Jeff Bezos can buy every single professional sports team in America and still be one of the world's top 50 richest men? Then he'd just be a winner, wouldn't he? Because he beat himself. <laughs> That's right. No fun. No fun when you're rich. What's the point in that? What's the point in that? Uh, I'd, rather, I'd rather be poor and happy at the moment. Um, okay, so going look, again, going back, this is just a huge topic with the 17th game, right? If that does go to the 18, right? What's going to happen to the preseason players and people who are a fan of the the depth and the, the preseason guys getting a chance this year? It's 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 only three weeks. We have the Steelers have the toughest schedule, I think, the whole the whole year now because we have the Cowboys in the Hall of Fame game, which I which I was going to, but it got cancelled last year. Now that's going to happen. That's four games. Do, what what happens with these, these preseason guys? And if it goes into second question, Maddie, hold your horses, Maddie. Second question: If it goes to eighteen game schedule, would you ever think about the, having two quarterbacks play this season like they do in baseball and stuff like that? Great question, Mark. Great question. So first point, I think this is where you would see the NFL start to be a bit more. I would hope they'd be more strategic, right, from a business perspective. Why not work with the Canadian Football League or work with the XFL or whatever that and you start a more of a de developmental league that goes on, you know, during those off-season workouts and what have you that goes on prior to the season. So those preseason players that we usually see can play there, come into form and then come through. Um, that's one of the things I think you could do and especially if you've got a bunch of guys because you could even do it like this. Anyone that's undrafted 
you know, in the, let's say it was this year, if you go undrafted and then anyone that's been undrafted for the prior three seasons are all eligible. And then they go into this sort of preseason tournament and then teams can look at that and pick them up. That could be a really good way of doing it. Um, and, you know, it might even be a partner with the colleges or what have you on getting them to continue with the actual qualifications that might work. So that's, that sort of tackles the, the first part of that question. And then, yeah, you raise a real interesting point. You, you probably do need two quarterbacks there. The other thing is, what will this mean for the running back position as well? Because what are you going to have to do for the running back? Because, and it's a big question that I think that uh, the NCAA and the NFL have to tackle as well, because we're seeing a lot of RBs come into the league and they've got, you know, they're used and bat battered to a pulp by the time they get to the NFL and they have these, you know, fairly short careers. Um, so I think the average career of an NFL running back is like 2.4 seasons. So, you know, how, how is that necessarily fair? So, I think they get, they're really interesting questions when you start talking about an 18-game season. But we're heading there. We are 100% heading there. It is too good for the owners. It is too good for the players' as share of the salary cap. I mean, that's where you're going to see salary cap, you know, the best part of 60 to 100 million more than what you have now in five years' time. It's, it's the way it's going. You know, you think about the way we all consume media now. Everywhere streaming things on Netflix rather than going to the movies. You know, you start thinking about all that. People want to be able to watch anywhere in the world. I mean, in Australia, like NFL Game Pass, it's a 250 buck proposition if you buy in now and you don't have the old pricing. The NFL's got some serious money to make from this. And I, I just I think that's where we're going. But Okay, so... Oh. Sorry, mate. There's one more in point that was actually brought up on uh, Dave's show with uh, Big Brosco, and they they said uh, Chad brings it up. You know, I like to just, just say my piece on this, and I think we we might disagree. But Chad says here from Facebook, they need to expand the international games to Australia. Now, Chad, you are our guy. You're our Facebook guy, but I disagree with you a hundred percent. I don't agree they should come to Australia. Um, as much of a bigger fans that Maddie and I are, or that I am, I don't want to see football here in Australia. It, to me, it's too hard. It takes, it takes too many variables to get people all the way from America, 14 hours, you lose a day's sleep. It just doesn't work with the league if they were to do it. The UK, maybe. But I think as fans here, I, 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 I wouldn't go watch it, to be honest. I, I, I save my pennies up and, and go, I, I'd go to Pittsburgh, and that's my home, and that's where I see my Steelers. So I might be one of the only ones who wouldn't want Australian games here. But honestly, the, the, the quality wouldn't be the same as going to a Heinz field or going, um, you know, to Lambeau field and stuff like that. What are your thoughts, Matty? Yeah, good question. Uh, I think for me, there's a week off now on, under this three preseason game schedule between the, the preseason game and then the start of the season. So if you're going to have that, I don't know why you wouldn't then say, right, we're going to pick, let's say, eight teams right, or 10 teams, and you're going to play both your preseason games in Australia or New Zealand because it's only three hours difference. It's, it's like, you know, literally flying to another state in the US. And then you play your preseason and then you go back over there. That's the way I think you could do it. Um, but obviously we're talking COVID world right now. This is something you're not going to see for three to five seasons. We've had a couple of college games out here. Um, you know, I went to one of those. It was it wasn't great, I've got to be honest. It was And it was there technically you go. out of season. There's my point. I just yeah, don't, but it's I college. Think... It was it was Hawaii versus it was Hawaii versus um Cal, and it was the yeah, year yeah, after yeah. golf, and like Cal were terrible. Hawaii had a couple. Like it just wasn't it wasn't good, you know. I think I think as well. Even the college tried it again before the COVID era, 
and I, I believe they cancelled it because it, the, the the fundamentals wasn't there. You couldn't get everything over. And logistic wise, it was really hard to get plays to Australia. Now I understand like you want to grow the game and 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 uh, make it better, but I, I just think as as a, a really true fan, a true Steeler fan, the best thing is to save your pennies up and go to the game and and go to Heinz Field. I w- I wouldn't want to see the Steelers uh, at the SCG for the first time playing in hot climate, playing on on grounds they're not used to. I want to go to the snowy field. I want to go to the cold. I want to go to the the but, Jerome Bettis Bar and Grill first. Yeah, oh, I see what you're saying. I, I just think you could have the preseason here at the you know in August when it's still pretty cold here because I mean our seasons are getting longer in terms of the winter. It starts later and finishes later. You know you can still go skiing in Australia in September now. Um, I just think you know early August you could you could get something up. But but yeah, I wanted to bring up Thaddeus's question, um, and it sort of. We want to get into draft stuff in part two, but but I didn't want to lose it there. Thaddeus said, Matty and Mark, do you think the Steelers could trade a player draft day like they did Martavius Bryant? Um, I just want to bring this up before we lose it. I definitely think that could be on the cards. I don't see why not. Particularly depends how the sort of draft starts to play out. I think draft picks in this draft are worth more than they have ever been given salary cap issues, given that, you know, you've got players that have sat out seasons as well. So if a team's really high on tape for some players over other teams, I think you're going to see stuff like that. I, you know, would not be out of the realms of of questioning there. Mark, do you think we could see something? If it's, if it's talent wise, like Brian was, I think, I think Brian was his his biggest problem with his own self. Um, We we saw him, he was, you know, nicknamed uh, code, the alien. And he was, it was one of a kind. You'd never seen anyone like that. When Bryant did that touchdown, um, grabbed it over his head, did a somersault and still scored, he was unbelievable to watch. He had such great speed. I just believe he got in his own way, which, look, the NFL is hard. It's a business and it's like, it's football, it's social media. Um, it's it's everything on you. You go from from nothing to, to then the limelight and then if you're not ready for it, then maybe, yeah, I think, I think Bryant got in his own way. Like, he was only a, a stealer for a few seasons, but he could have been one of the greats. But that's really up to the player, not not us as fans. That's it. That's it. Now, look, we want to get into the first part of um, the first part of us uh, sort of looking back at the past and how that might shape the present. So, what we're going to do is Mark and I, and we'll do the defense in part two. But Mark and I are going to both come up with two players from the Steelers past and the rule that Mark and I agreed was that they'd have to be retired for two seasons. So Pouncey and and Vance don't count, but two players on offense and then we'll do defense in part two, but two players on offense that the Steelers, if you could bring back from their past, bring them in now to really shore up that team and chase that 2021 Lombardi, that seventh Lombardi for the Pittsburgh Steelers. And what we'd like you to do as well is once we've given our two, Throw your two into the into the mix as well. We want to hear from you in the live chat who you think the Steelers should bring in. And it'll be interesting to see whether people have a consensus or whether there are different teams. And, you know, feel free to provide a reason as well. Um, keep it short, though, because we want to pull up as many as possible we can in this sort of next 10 to 12 minutes of part one. So, Mark, if you could pull up, if you could bring back in time and, you know, I don't know if you use the Jurassic Park machine or we use the time travel machine that we do for this, that you could rejuvenate two older players from the Pittsburgh Steelers on offense. Who are you picking? Firstly, my my first guy, and because I'm all my all my Steelers are pretty much from you know 2004s and and onward. Uh, my first guy would be Heath Miller. We need we need a guy at tight end. He is definitely a guy that could help our football team 
Um, get another Lombardi. Uh, he, everywhere when he's seen with Ben, he knew where to be. He was a great blocker, uh, great energy guy. Um, yeah, the crowd went crazy for him. Like I think in, in our, at the moment now, our tight ends, we need something there. We need someone to help Ebron. Uh, yeah, there's there's been other guys who, who you know they've cheered Heath when he was on the field, but you need the real. If we had the real Heath in his prime, can you imagine? Can you imagine Heath there with Juju, Deontay, and the other guys, Claypool? Like he 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 might not be the first uh you know first go to option, but he's definitely gonna if 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 Ben's in a bit of a pickle, he's gonna be there. He's gonna he's gonna you know be open and get that third down that we need. Do you want me to go on my second one straight away? Yeah, go your second one. Yeah. But you better not second nick one. mine. I knew you were going to go Heath. That's why I didn't. I, I actually wanted the other player when I got thinking. I love about Heath. It. I still. I need to I get. I'm, I'm looking to get Heath uh, a Bumblebee jersey. I think that's one of the weirdest jerseys. But I'm looking to get that. Um, oh, yeah. I don't know. I don't know who you're thinking. I'm. I. I look, I'm going to say Bettis. Were you thinking uh, Bettis? Okay, I, I, I won't say Bettis. I won't say Bettis. <laughs> no, 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 go. No, no, go. Yeah, yeah. I'll tell you I'll, why I think Bettis. I'll change it up. Dan Creter, all right. We need that okay. guy. This is what we want. So, so you can have Bettis, but then I'll, but I'll have Dan. Is it Creter or Crotter? I don't know. Whatever that guy's name was, when I used to watch him <laughs> back in back in 04, 06, or whatever it was, he ran hard. He was a solid stealer. The, the Pittsburgh still. I know the game has changed, and the Mahomes is going all crazy, throwing him behind his back. I don't care. Give it, give it to the fullback Dan Creter, and run up the guts and put metal on metal. And and I saw we had a Raven in here, but Steel's going to squash the Ravens, mate. Don't worry about that. Big old beam comes down on the flock of Ravens. Get Dan in there and run him up the guts. Nice. Nice. All right. Well, I'm going Jerome Bettis, as you, as you can all tell from my booing. Um, <laughs> this is why I shouldn't have let you go double. I was nice. I let you go double and you took – but no, I just think you need Bussy in there. I think you need someone to open up those holes, someone to trample a few. A bit of mongrel, as we like to say down under. A bit of just hard yakka, just go forward, create those holes, run like you mean it, run to your size – um, that, that's, I just, I just think we need that passion in that locker room out of that position, Jerome Bettis. And then the other player I picked was, uh, DeMonte Dawson as well. I went over Mike Webster just because like, I feel DeMonte Dawson played in an era that was a bit closer to today. I don't know whether, you know, I didn't obviously see a lot of Mike Webster. I've had to go look at highlights of really much both players. Um, but I just sort of think they're, you know, DeMonte Dawson, he could play that guard position, came over into that center spot. Um, you know, played into the year 2000 as well. So with that gap that we've got at centre right now, I just think Damani Dawson, sure up that offensive line, we're getting closer. I even started thinking about Alan Fanica, but, you know, I think they they probably might bring back Big Al, um, but we can talk about that in part two. So, yeah, those were the guys that I was sort of thinking to bring back and shore up because they're what we need to fill it. You know, I, you know, as much as you'd love to bring back a Heinz Ward or even there with Heath, Mark, I said Jerome over Heath because I, I want them to draft a tight end in this draft. I want I think there's people out there in free agency still as well. I just thought, you know, to, you're not going to get past Bettis. Like, I don't care. Like, if you got Bettis in your prime or Najee Harris, I'm picking Bettis every time because Bettis will run full pelt at Najee Harris and it'll ping off him like a ping pong ball. You know, I just, no, nah, I just need, we need Jerome Bettis back. I need a oh, fresh yeah. Jerome Bettis. It was just when you really think about it, like that that big play on Erlocker, he was just a big unit, wasn't he? And that's and he just ran with heart, he just ran with soul. 
he, if you really, really think about it, there's no way you wanted to tackle that guy. And players have said in the past, like a weak Ray Lewis, I'm, I'm, I'm heading this towards Aaron here, a weak <laughs> Ray Lewis, oh, I can't tackle him in the fourth because I'm getting too worn down for the from the bus. The bus is too strong for me. I'm pretty sure that was a quote from Ray Lewis. Do you, do you remember hearing about that? Yeah. Yeah. Look, I don't bring up bring up Aaron. We welcome fans of every every different team. You know, come in here, say Ravens Nation, say Ravens Flock, but you guys were meant to win 15-1 and one last year. You were meant to better yourselves than the year before. You didn't win it, right? So we the, we the AFC North champs come back and chat to us chat to us in a year's time. But look, for all in terms of purposes, stay on the show. As we always like NFL fans um, across the league, just stay polite. Um, and we've got a pretty... Pretty ruthless live chat as well. So if you want to, if you want to stir anyone up, I trust some of these names in the, in our Steelers fans, our BTSC listeners in the live chat to uh to take it on. But you know, I appreciate like the passion. We don't see doom coming, mate. You know, at least our quarterback can throw the football. Um, but look, let's uh let's go through some of the other different players. I've started to rub him up myself. Um, yeah, let's bring it up. So you know, got. Gyro says um, A, B, or Bell. Yeah, look, I mean they're but they're not retired, but they've been off the steals for two years, so I think we'll uh, I think I think we can accept that one. Donald Nolan says Willie Parker and Heath Miller. Um, CD says Bettis and Heath. You know that's a guy, that's a nice mix. He's going on the hybrid there of, of our options. Um, definitely. I mean, if you had Bettis and Heath there, assuming you you know you sorted your center spot out. Man, that would be a that'd be a handful in the middle. That'd be an absolute handful in the middle. Um, and then you've got Bettis and Polamalu. Well, we're gonna get on to defensive oh, yeah. part two, but um, you know, we'll, we'll see when we get there. Well, um, I reckon I reckon Troy could have played offense, honestly. He he could oh, have yeah. played he could have played uh halfback half or something like that. You, you know, quarterback, who knows what he, he's just a legend, wasn't he? Double H H says he take Demonte Dawson in his prime. It all starts inside to outside. Agree. Uh, George Teston says Heath. Snowman says John Kolb, Demonte Dawson. Okay, bit of difference there. That's good to see. Um, Cray says Dawson and Bettis. Thank you, Cray. Troy Palomalu. Yep. Well, Eric, we'll uh, we'll get into the defense in part two, but that'll be an interesting one. Um, Gyro says Dawson and Bell, so he wants Dawson to hold up, hold you know, create those holes for Bell. So that's an interesting one. Oh, I like Gyro's um profile picture too. That's a nice one. Is that Minka? That's very hard to tell. Is that my is that is that of Heinz Field right there? Yeah, it's Heinz Field. I think it's Minka. I think it's Minka running back an interception, yeah. but hard to tell. Um, Gyro must have been on the sidelines for that one. There he must be a photographer. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Chad uh, on the Facebook side says Lynn Swan. Look, it's hard to go past. Oh, yeah. It's hard yeah. to go past Swanee and Storworth. Um, I just I wonder whether in today's game as well. But you know, it's it's hard when you get anachronistic like that. Um, Heinz Ward or Bettis from Eric. So he's got he's given us the two offensive side. Um, JDW. I've seen this one. We'll talk about this in part two. Um, Dawson and Fanica, master of goes. So they're sort of saying the offensive line needs some help at tackle and center. Makes sense to me. Um, Stacey Lynn says Bettis and Miller. So she's gone a hybrid as well. So awesome, Stacey, on the Facebook side. Double HH. Uh, I think he said Dawson, but he'd take a 25-year-old Dawson, a young Ben, a young Jerome Bettis, 
obviously young Woodson and Chad Brown on D with Levon Kirkin as a run specialist. I mean, wow, that's uh that's one thing I was gonna bring up as well. I was gonna cheat, I was gonna say, can we have a big bend from 04 or 06 or something like that? And this team will be completely different. Um, but he's still on the steals, he's heading to his 17th year. We've got Ben for who he is, more of a more of a mind guy. Still got the big arm, but imagine a, a young big Ben with this offense. That's it. That's it. Um oh, who else we got next? Uh, Bell and Bettis, give me a one-two. Oh, now that'd be interesting. Imagine Bettis opening up those. But even I think with Bettis, like what, what about the hole that he could open up, you know, for McFarlane to shoot through in that gap? The the If you get him swinging around the line and, and on a jet sweep and a Matt Canada offense and you've got, you know, um, you know, Deontay Johnson or Juju running around that, like I just think it's uh, – possibilities I'm getting, I'm getting- are endless. I'm getting chills when I saw that Bell and Bettis one. Would you put him in a yeah, double back set and who would you go to? Would Bettis turn into the fullback? Uh, would Bell be patient? Would he come around on a, on a, on a halfback route and, and catch it? Like, yeah, this is this is stuff that that when you go to sleep dreaming, you, you, you think up these things. Double <laughs> uh, HH says the problem with Webster was he was jacked up on roids. <laughs> um, Eric gives us Mel Blunt and Lambert. We will get to the defense in part two. We will get into the defense in part two. Um, Matt Canada would love Cordell Stewart, still as Pittsburgh says. Yeah, definitely. Um, it's hard to disagree with you on that one. Um, I think that's pretty much wrapped up all the offense, but um, and we started to get some you know, some defense in there now. But look, that's pretty good for part one. I think it's – it's. oh, sorry, I miss Snowman. I miss Snowman. John Stallworth, Heinz Ward. Yeah, I mean, it's just we've got a lot of wide receivers, so that would be my that would be my issue there in terms of, you know, what do we do with some of those guys? But obviously the way they played, massive, you know, um, you know, in terms of what they could do and they'd probably even play better than a couple of guys we've got currently. Any surprises for you there, Mark, from some of the some of the listeners? Uh, not, not, not over. I think we agreed with you know a lot of the fan favourites that starts coming up in the different generations. Of course, for for me, um, I wish I could say Mel Blunt or, or guys like that, but I don't. I haven't really watched their play. I know they're legends. I understand their history and all that stuff. Um, but yeah, for me, it's 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 what I've from what I started when I sort of first started watching was Jerome Bettis and uh, Willie Parker. Um, guys like that, and like when I f- really first started was Amos Zeroway, like guys like that. So that, that's that's the fun side for me. Yeah, nice. Yeah, nice. And I agree with you. It's it's sort of hard on that side, but that's why it's a cool it's a cool piece because it's good to hear from everyone in terms of what they, you know, what you'd prefer if you could bring him back. You know, like you know, who who would you want back? Um, well, look, that wraps up part one of this week's episode of Steelers Touch Down Under. For all those out there, stay tuned for part two on the audio side. You'll need to flick over to part two. For those in the live chat, hold with us for a couple of seconds here. In part two, we'll be doing our usual sling in the slang um, with an Easter twist. We'll do the defensive side of the questions we've just asked. And then, of course, we'll be opening up to Q&A to talk all things draft and off-season acquisitions. Anatomy of an ad. Subconsciously trigger emotions through music. Perfect. Define an opportunity. Imagine talking to millions of people across the U.S. like I am now. Identify a problem. Creating an audio ad is time-consuming. Offer a solution. Utilize cutting-edge AI. Imagine creating all that in under 30 seconds. Well, we did. To create this ad, to learn more about AI in the audio industry, download the white paper from audiostack.ai. 
Anatomy of an ad. Subconsciously trigger emotions through music. Perfect. Define an opportunity. Imagine talking to millions of people across the U.S. like I am now. Identify a problem. Creating an audio ad is time-consuming. Offer a solution. Utilize cutting-edge AI. Imagine creating all that in under 30 seconds. Well, we did. To create this ad, to learn more about AI in the audio industry, download the white paper from audiostack.ai. Anatomy of an ad. Subconsciously trigger emotions through music. Perfect. Define an opportunity. Imagine talking to millions of people across the U.S. like I am now. Identify a problem. Creating an audio ad is time-consuming. Offer a solution. Utilize cutting-edge AI. Imagine creating all that in under 30 seconds. Well, we did. To create this ad, to learn more about AI in the audio industry, download the white paper from audiostack.ai. Anatomy of an ad. Subconsciously trigger emotions through music. Perfect. Define an opportunity. Imagine talking to millions of people across the U.S. like I am now. Identify a problem. Creating an audio ad is time-consuming. Offer a solution. Utilize cutting-edge AI. Imagine creating all that in under 30 seconds. Well, we did. To create this ad, to learn more about AI in the audio industry, download the white paper from audiostack.ai.